0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to what is still begrudgingly being called the Spodcast. I still am imploring you to find a new name, but in the meantime, we will continue on bravely and proudly with the with the name Spodcast. Um,
1: you really have not gotten over that in the way that the rest
2: of I, us have.
0: No, I haven't. Yeah, I, I really...
2: audience, you come up with our new name.
0: It was supposed to be a contest, and it didn't work, and I don't know what to do.
2: I think really you're just... on the right track. Let's make other people work for us.
0: No, I, I, I propose them. I propose we just rename it to like podcast number and then a random number generator number. And people will think it's an episode <laughs> number, but no, that's literally the name of the podcast, This podcast number six hundred and twenty seven. And just go yeah, with okay. that.
1: We need we need more a more difficult name for the search engines to read. <laughs>
0: We could make it spelled out, literally podcast, number 627, all letters, no symbols or or numbers. That makes it easier to search for. Anyway. Except you're just going to get all
1: the 627th episode of all those podcasts to run for way longer than anybody ever should run a podcast.
0: Minecraft Let's Play 627. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, um, this is a tight cast, small cast, skeleton crew, whatever you want to call it, little tiny baby person cast. Or VIP, right? It is an elite crew of the very best. best. I think, Um,
1: like, everybody but you and Glitch are on vacation. I'm on vacation, Rutskarn's on vacation, Alex is on vacation. I just happen to be on vacation with Glitch
2: to Glitch's house. Hi,
1: Josh! Which is unnecessarily warm right now.
2: Uh, no, it is exactly as... It, it's as, as cool as it can be. That's exactly yeah, as cold as it's going to get. Warm. Do you,
0: Do you guys live in that yeah, part of California in, where there's no AC?
2: No, I wish I Washington. lived in California. Oh, I live in Washington. in Washington. I live on a hill on the top floor, so all the heat's up here. And our air conditioning sucks. It just doesn't work.
0: So I don't like it. It, That's a nice it's place hot. Aside from that, though. Is, is it all Alan Wakey out there? A little bit. Yeah, there, more I did, than it is there in There was Nevada. a time,
2: you know, now that you mentioned it, there was a time I did get lost, and I, like, went up a mountain, and there was just this really, like, out-of-place-looking guy up there, like, just walking on in the middle of nowhere, and, like, it was, like, I was trying to take Madison up to this, like, mountain for her birthday, but I went on the wrong road, so we were going up the wrong side, so it was, like, all really, like, dirt, and, like, there were, like, old barns that had been abandoned years ago. And and then there's just this one guy walking along the side of the road, and when I passed him, I was like, huh, that's very Alan Wake-like. So, yeah, I'm pretty much, I, I think my name, I'm going to rename myself Alan.
0: I was very afraid that was headed towards a coffee-I-love-coffee coffee reference.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knows that
0: I don't know nope. if he gets that
1: You nope. weren't around
0: <laughs> No, when I wasn't For Alan Awake,
1: every time we picked up one of those fucking coffee thermoses uh, Rutskarn would say, coffee?
2: I love coffee <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I missed out But you guys missed out on my weird you guy really with a look- giant beard walking up a mountain He looked very pleased to see us I did oh, not yeah, stick beard. around Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> like down, like down to his belly button. It was really not okay. I'm sure you
1: didn't run into Rip Man,
0: I in like court. how you like passed not... ZZ Top hitchhiking and decided to freak out and <laughs> run away.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I was not sticking around. He he, like smiled at us, and I was just like, "Hello, goodbye." I wasn't having <laughs> that. And not and to be fair, if you want to have your beard down to your belly button, that's totally fine. Whoever you are, whatever you want to do, just don't walk up a mountain in the middle of nowhere. It's gonna give me the heebie-jeebies. He was probably just a prospector. <laughs> just an old timey prospector, just wandering
1: up. He was up just looking yeah, for he his gold out on the gold rush for
2: by you know uh, 150 <laughs> years. But <laughs> is that what happens if your beard gets low enough? Like, like you just hit a stage where you're like, I'm gonna be a prospector. Washington... I'm gonna go up a mountain. You're, you're, your did choices Washington
1: are... ever have a gold rush?
2: I'm oh, sure it no, did. absolutely not. I mean, not where I'm at. Nevada had a silver rush. I don't think Spokane has ever had a rush of anything.
0: Okay, so now that we've now that we've gotten prospector talk out of the way, um, <laughs> yeah, we we'll get let's, important let's... important talk. <laughs> Let, let's start <laughs> with uh, so Josh on his plane flight down to visit his brother um, was playing his Switch, and uh, I am curious to hear how this went because I also tried to play my Switch on a plane and and. I'm curious to compare our, exper- uh, our experiences. Josh?
1: Well, I mean, part of the, the thing with playing it on the plane wasn't really anything to do with the Switch. Like, it could have been a 3DS and it wouldn't have changed the experience but because, the, like, I was... The
2: commercials, Josh! You can play it
1: anywhere! You can play Skyrim anywhere! Well, uh, I'm getting to that. But, like, I was, uh, like, the second-to-last person to board... And I was, I ended up like, like in the middle seat between like two big dudes, not like fat guys, but like big guys. Uh, so I had like no space to even rest my arms anywhere. So uh, like it was, it That's was just uncomfortable to <laughs> to hold
2: the thing. Um, that that is just bad decor. Everyone knows the middle seat gets both armrests. Because the window guy gets the window, and the aisle guy gets the nice aisle, he kind of spread out there a little bit, but the middle guy gets both armrests. Everyone knows that.
1: Yeah, so, like, it wasn't a very long flight, obviously, it was only about two hours, Uh, but I was able to play some uh, some Zelda on it, um, and it worked out pretty good. Um, like, there were times when, like, because of the way I had to hold it, the screen was further away than I would have liked, and that screen is, like, again, this thing is not big. This is a small thing. It's the size, like, the screen is the size of my phone. You know, it's, like, a somewhat larger Vita, really. So, it's not that big a screen, and it's very easy to, like, have it further away than you really like, and Zelda actually has some very small text on the screen in a lot of places. Yes, yeah, which was even a problem when I was playing it uh, yesterday night uh, on my parents' TV down in the basement, uh, which is on top of a fireplace and not a very big TV. It looks like a 35-inch TV or something like that. Um, and I was like 10 feet away from it, and I was like, "This is kind of small," um, but the the screen is actually really good. Like, you kind of get used to having like 1080p or better screens on your phone. So then you hear that the Switch's screen is only 720p, and you think, hmm, that seems, like, too small. But, like, for the screen size that it is, like, it's perfectly fine. It's actually sometimes sharper on my, like, on the actual screen than it is uh, on uh, a TV, depending on how big the TV
0: is. See, my problem was actually that it's weird that you're complaining about the smallness of the screen, because it is small. But my problem on the plane was more that, like, it's so wide that it's hard to yeah. to hold on an airplane in a crowded airplane.
1: It's actually the weirdest part about it with this portability is how damn heavy it is. Uh, it's like really? a like it's not that light. It's like a almost a pound, I'd say, something like that. You know, half a kilogram, and that's like you know that's not too bad. But when you're holding it for a while. You know, it's 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 got I guess heft holding to it, up. it. It's it's more than a phone, or at least it's yeah. more than my phone. And like it, holding it's like it up, like for a while, just like suspended in the air with how wide it is, it you kind of feel it.
0: I I will say the the one fantasy that the commercials for the Switch try to sell about playing this thing on an airplane that I have yet to see really come true is using the little flimsy kickstand to hold it up oh, and just yeah, sit the controllers no. in your hand. That won't work for, for like one, 18 reasons those controllers
1: are too small to hold separately and actually have, like, decent control over them. Like, there's nothing to to brace your hand on while you're trying to use the triggers, so the thing just kind of moves around everywhere. Um, yeah, the, those are really awkward to use, like, to hold in that grip in your hand. It doesn't feel good.
0: Well, and then on and, a plane... and I say
1: this as someone with, like, extremely small hands, uh, you know, who can play in the, the sideways controller mode like, kind of okay, uh, yeah, it's...
0: Right, but, like, on a plane, there's the added complexities of, one, the flimsy kickstand is so small and flimsy that even minor turbulence will probably knock the thing over. Um, two, even, even when you're, like, like on short flights, your your stupid um, tray table is only going to be down for like 45 minutes. And on longer flights that give you a meal, usually they let the meal trash sit there. So you again, you only have like 45 minute windows to play this yeah. thing. It's not like you have this exactly. lovely table to the... set the thing up and to have fun. You, you can't do it.
1: The other thing is the kickstand is like way off to the right side. So like it's not balanced. So if you just like kind of just barely flick the... The left side of the screen, the top left side of the screen, it falls over. It's like it's not very much force at all required to do that. Uh, the kickstand itself is just like kind of a joke. Like like altogether, like there's no situation where I can imagine using that.
0: I can't imagine how when families finally are able to get their holds on hold on this thing, that the kids aren't just gonna pop that thing right off. Like it's it's gonna be the first thing that breaks. Yeah.
1: And that's right where the I, SD card goes in too.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm horrified I'm gonna break it and I'm trying to be gentle with it, but you kinda have to pull it till it pops into place. But even that requires yeah. bending the plastic a little bit and I
1: mm. it's, it's really flimsy feeling. Anyway. It's like it's got like um, a tiny little spring in it.
0: Yeah. So you managed to play some Zelda. Did is this the first time you've sat down and played it?
1: Um, I played a tiny bit of it when I bought it, um, just to kind of get, you know, a feel for the system itself, but, like, I had a bunch of other, like, PC games to play, uh, and I was like, you know, I'll finish these, and I'll, you know, when I don't have all those PC games around, I'll take the Switch and, and play that on vacation. Uh, so that was, like, the first time I sat down and played any real chunk of it. Um, it's pretty good, except... Something that's driving me up the wall is the fact that the a and B and X and y buttons on the fucking Nintendo controllers are reversed from where they are on an Xbox controller and I'm so used to the Xbox controller layout that whenever it has tells me to hit X I hit Y and whenever it says to hit a I hit B and so on uh, and it's like and that's something Nintendo's had for a long time so I, I understand why they haven't switched it but it's like as someone who hasn't played Nintendo consoles a lot, in the past, like, forever. Like, that's weird to me.
0: I've learned to just ignore whatever Nintendo flashes up letters and just sort of get a feel for what the buttons do and just memorize it through muscle memory. Because otherwise I do get confused. Having, like, jump...
1: In a game that has a lot of situations where you're jumping, uh, having jump up, like up at the top of the four buttons is a weird place for it i mean it makes sense right up is the top button i i mean i guess from a like like if you want to transfer like physical ideals to where you're putting buttons i guess but like that's not where jump is for any other game in the universe uh so like there is a way to change it to um a, I think, but I it like it does something else that's weird with the control scheme. I wish I could just rebind all the buttons, really, honestly. Um But the game itself is really interesting, um, as an open world game by Nintendo.
0: It it doesn't is not what you would expect from Nintendo, I'll say that much. It
1: doesn't feel like a Nintendo game, does it?
0: No. Parts of it do, like the sound, the music, the music cues, and the audio interface, I think, all all feel very Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. But the the play mechanics are in no way Nintendo. Yeah. Um I just dropped twenty dollars on that DLC for that just came out I didn't like realize a couple it was days out ago. Yet. Um, um I am of mixed opinions on it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, A lot of it feels like stuff that either should have been in a core game or pretty light content pack stuff. The bulk of it is um, a a couple new items, a couple new armor sets and and references to the old games. They're kind of cool items, like to get Midna's helmet from Twilight Princess or the Korok mask from uh, Wind Waker um, is cool. Uh, and they have unique properties, like the Korok mask shakes when you're near one of the Korok seeds, so you can more easily find Korok oh, seeds. Oh, interesting. So, I've like, only they've found got... one of those so far. That's how you expand your inventory, so you're going to want to buy some of those. Oh, I see.
1: Yeah, I'm only um, like three hours in, so...
0: Are you even off of the Plateau yet?
1: No. I've gotten okay, one yeah, of got... the... Well, I've gotten two of the, the four um, trials done, and the other two are like in places that are more difficult to get to. So I just sort of figured out how cooking works and how to make like hot pepper recipes so I can go into the cold areas.
0: You've got like 40 or 50 hours of gameplay out of you at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, there's, there's some cool items in there. Um, but I, I, it's $20 for, for, for that. And then also, um, A map mode that lets you see where you've been previously to help you find uh, shrines you haven't found yet which I guess is cool but feels like it maybe should have been included in the game to begin with Um, and then there's a teleporting necklace that lets you put down a marker and teleport back to where the marker was. Um, It's basically just your standard DLC item pack Uh, and then there's a hard mode. It, It adds in a hard mode and then a master sword challenge where if you once you get the master sword you can do a challenge to make it even more powerful and Yay! Um, oh, and all that stuff's cool. Like it's all cool stuff, but I just I'm I'm not feeling twenty bucks worth of cool, um, especially like yeah. You can you can just go up online and read where where you're supposed to find these items. You don't get them immediately. It's not like one of those DLCs where you buy it and it just dumps crap into your inventory. Um, it's one of the ones where like you buy it and now there's new quests to go out off into the world and find the items. I mean, those are um, always better. They they are better, but like in this case, all the items are just sort of like the the quest giver is a book in different stables, and you have to walk up to a stable and read a book, and it says, "Ah, oh, I found it in this place. You should go here." <laughs> so there's not like a real quest that just sort of like read the location in a book, then go to the place and find it. Um, and it's just in a chest that's now hidden in one of the areas. It's better than nothing, but it is it's like there's no new story elements. It's just straight up read a book and tell, go to go to where it says to go. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm still trying make up my mind about the DLC I guess. I think the second one is supposed to be the bigger one that has, you know, more story content. And
1: that one's supposed like to be that. like like um like vignettes with the various different characters, isn't it?
0: Yeah. 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 So um... we'll see.
1: I, I wish I Glitch had had a, an opportunity. We haven't actually spent too much time with each other since I've gotten here. I've been mostly with my parents. I've been actively actually...
2: avoiding you. Yeah. There's
1: that, too. He has been. Uh, to actually play the damn Switch so he could weigh in here and not be really bored over in the other well, room.
2: <laughs> you know, we could have tried it, but then we decided to go get booze. And I don't know about you, but I still think I, we made the right We made
1: decision. that decision before... We yeah, that was the right you, decision. To make we happen. even discussed the switch.
2: One. That was a good decision.
1: I like alcohol. We're gonna. I brought my Vive with me uh, somehow. Uh, with the, with the sensors. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna You're set gonna it up here, probably walls? in the living room. Here, uh, we'll probably duct tape it or something.
2: Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean. I'm gonna hang like up it doesn't need to uh, be, pictures anyway, so eventually I'm gonna to have to fill in those holes regardless. Um, I mean, if
1: you like the, you can't just dry these uh, draw uh, drillies into drywall though. You'd need like drywall screws, um, or to or find a stud, stud and draw. Yeah. yeah. I mean that one. They're heavy enough that you can't probably, just hang
0: it on drywall. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have all those um, things. So glitch, have you messed with the uh, virtual reality before at all?
2: Nope, never tried it. You know what? That's not true. Uh, for my company's big thing that they flew me out for the other year, um, I was able to try our game, like, the, the game which I work for, out on... I want to say it was the Vive? Yeah, I, th- I think so. And it was pretty cool, but the technology... Like, like our game didn't really support it very well, so it was still a lot of, like, they, would show, they were showing showcases of, like, what it could do, but the movement was still not... Good, but it's still pretty. I, awesome. I
1: played our game in VR, and it's um, it would make you barf, Campster.
2: <laughs> it's,
0: it's. I played like Minecraft. It's, it's you know pretty... stick
1: movement. Um yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So what what are you gonna show him? Do you have any idea?
1: Um, I'll probably let him at least in the lab for a little bit. Maybe show him Google Maps. Um. There's some concern over whether his computer will be able to run it too well, because he's still, like, he hasn't upgraded in a couple years. Like, that's still have the 770, that's, I think. Yeah. yeah, 770. Like, that's something that's on... Like, I you were planning on mad. upgrading in, like, a couple months, right? Yeah, I...
2: Literally, like, if you would come a month later, I might have already upgraded. Yeah. But I, like, at this point, I can't yet. We'll see. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold off because I, I can totally upgrade now. But I want to, like, celebrate some uh, personal successes that should be coming, unless if I totally fuck them up. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see.
1: Um. I uh, I I'd like to show him the Brookhaven experiment but that's the one game I'm pretty certain will not run very well cuz that thing like kind of chugs on mine sometimes. Uh yeah. yeah. Um how is is Raw Data very like well optimized? I wish Superhot it, VR was on engine. the Vive. Um Isn't it now? Yeah, I might try out Raw Data. It is, is uh, no I don't think so. I think it's still Oculus like maybe I would have to go check. It says Let's HTC Vive
0: or Oculus Rift on the Steam page.
1: Really? Is it a separate thing? Yes. Oh wow! It's okay. a separate purchase. Uh, maybe yeah. We could, we could fucking buy that tonight. Uh, play that. Uh, because that's that. I've been told that's the best VR experience. That like this side of Resident Evil Seven.
0: Does Resident Evil 7 support VR on non-PlayStation consoles?
1: Uh, no, it's still PSVR only. I, I've heard like uh... vague, vague ruminations that they'll eventually port it over to VR, but, you know, um, I'll be interested to see what Bethesda does with their VR applications.
2: Skyrim! Skyrim with guns! Skyrim, Skyrim! Oh wait, that's
0: Chris's yeah. the thing. Um, what about the... The accountant isn't that free, or accounting?
1: I'm drawing a blank.
0: It's the uh, it's the Justin Roiland uh, guy who does the voices oh, for Rick and Morty game that isn't Rick and Morty never, because Rick and Morty costs money. Isn't that the one where they're just yelling at you constantly? I mean, that's Justin Roiland, but but yes, it's it's yeah, pretty funny. I
1: never like, I never tried that. Um, He's never seen. Rick and Morty,
2: and he can burn in hell.
1: Chair in a Room is a pretty decent VR horror game if we wanted to go that route. Um, it's got some very rough spots. <laughs> as most VR
0: games do. What about Thumper? You guys played Thumper yet? That's not really a I great VR game. I have not VR played game, Thumper
1: in VR or game. otherwise. Um, I've been thinking about getting it on the, the Switch
2: VR that's doesn't add much to it. Yeah, VR doesn't add much to it.
0: Oh, what about um, uh, if you want a shooting game that is a little bit less taxing, uh, the Pirate Trainer one. That's that's pretty good.
1: I've got a zombie trainer game that I've never messed around with. It like came with the vibe. Oh, you know what? You could also try out um,
2: as Overwatch far as story VR.
1: experiences go. No, or not watch Overwatch. VR, perfect um, story
2: experience.
1: Um, I don't remember uh, the exact name of it because it's like some overwrought name. Uh, the Gallery episode one, Call of the Starseed, which I got as like the thing that came with my my headset. It was that and Zombie Trainer, and I thought that was a pretty interesting game.
0: That I'm interested in seeing seeing them
1: do more episodes with. Um, It's a cool game. You should try it. It's like ten bucks right now. Um, It's a. It's like an. It's. It's VR doing point-and-click adventure games, basically. Um, And. You're some guy who has a sister who likes to go on adventures, and she like left some notes for you to come and and see her, and some like weird, crazy dimensional stuff has happened.
0: So, which VR is always good at at showing off? I, I guess the problem I have with VR is that like, it's not really good at short burst games, and it's not really good at long form games. Is I think what I'm learning. Yeah. Like my, my problem is if I want to play a really quick burst of something short and fun, I don't want to clean up the floor of my room and make sure there's nothing I could knock over right. and plug in the headset and turn everything on and plug it all in and turn on VR and load up the game and then play something fast. I want to just load up a fast game. And if I want to play something more long form, I mean, I'm kind of like a, a, sh- a nerdy shut-in that, that doesn't exercise. I don't I can't do VR for more than, like, 45 minutes or an hour, and I get tired just running in place I, and, and bending over and picking things up.
1: Yeah, I almost wonder if there is something to the way that, like, the PSVR stuff has been doing it. Like, they have that new shooter that they have, and they had uh, Resident Evil 7, and those were both, like, seated experiences. In fact, like, like PSVR doesn't do room scale, as far as I'm aware. No. Um... But they seem to be having, like, the premier VR experiences going on with them, and they're not, like, room-scale things. They're, like, seated things with, like, very um, you know, specialized adaptations. Like, you know, when you want to turn, you don't, like, swivel the camera. You, like, move it in steps, so it doesn't give you that weird motion sickness. Um, and when you're, like, moving with the stick, it, like, you know, does, like, a vignette around your your eyes so you, like, you know, tunnel vision so that you're not getting, like, the peripheral vision fucking with you. Um, and all this apparently makes it much easier to actually play for long periods of time without getting too sick.
0: And it's easier to set up and get into because it's literally just putting the headset yeah. on and going because the, the PlayStation Eye is already there. And I, I don't know. The, yeah. the, the problem I have with that is the fidelity is so bad that it would drive me nuts playing any game of any kind of skill because your hands do that shaky thing
1: yeah, yeah, with the Move controllers, it's interesting that the Move controllers have gotten their most use out of of being VR controllers. <laughs> like they had that hardware sitting around doing nothing, basically, being their like less widely advertised version of Kinect, basically. Um,
0: so yeah, and then I VR came
1: around, and, and like, well, we needed motion controllers, so here we go.
0: We'll see where the future of VR is, but I will say that as somebody who's had a system now for over a year, it doesn't get a ton of use out of me. Um, yeah, I I want to use it more, but I don't know.
1: Like getting more games that support VR out of the box is kind of like like more than just these indie titles that are all just um, uh, shooters, job mostly. simulator or or rail shooters.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, there are some experiences really I really do need like... To... Oh, go ahead, Glitch, sorry.
2: No worries. Uh, they really need to just figure out the movement. I think that's the huge, the, the biggest hurdle for VR. Yeah. It's really hard for developers. Like, like I, I like to think about game design and how I would make games, and I can't think of a single one I'd want to make for VR. It just sounds like a pain.
1: Yeah, yeah it's without, without a big problem. Move.
2: Yeah, like, I don't want to teleport places. Like, like as a, as a person who plays games, I don't want to teleport places. It just doesn't sound interesting.
0: I mean it's it's sort of the 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 inherent contradiction of VR, right? Like it is really, really good at selling you on the concept that you're in a space, and really, really bad about letting you explore that space. So at once you have to yeah. have a game that is about space, but not about the whole space, just about a room's worth of space. Um any more than that, and you have to ask people to start teleporting or walking around in motion sickness doom. Um, or coming up with clever gimmicks like the the teleporty game that involves firing teleporting blobs and walking into them. Do, um. do
2: they have... Do they have, like... Because this was, this is what uh, VR seems to be, like, screaming for me. Like, kind of not really interactive movies. Something like where you're, like, locked into a spot... And you're, like, maybe you're just seeing things from the character's perspective, but you're not really necessarily, like, controlling where they're moving as much as you yeah. can, like, control their field of vision. And then, like, maybe sometimes you have action things that come up that are, like, you can you can grab the bottle and smash it over somebody's head. But, like, if you fail that, maybe it, like, rewinds you. But I, I don't know if there's anything like that. I haven't heard of anything like that. I feel like that's what VR would be perfect for
0: I am not aware of any quick time event, David Cage, telltale e story games. There are, however, a Man. lot of uh, movies on Steam. Not a lot, but a, a few movies on Steam yeah. that are VR experiences. Uh, Abe VR is about a robot that's about to cut you into pieces, and it's really kind of creepy because you're on an operating table and a robot is about to murder you. Um, There's another one that I can't remember the name of the, oh, Invasion. Invasion is the story of two aliens that come to Earth and try to abduct a bunny, but in a classic Looney Tunes style, the bunny outwits them and they get frustrated and fly away. And it's like a 15 minute short maybe not even that long, maybe like a 10-minute short, um, but it's basically a Looney Tunes-style cartoon that you get to watch in VR in 3D all around you. Um, so there are things like that, Then there's there's others. There's the one that's the Oculus-only one that I can't remember the name of, and th- there are several that are basically interactive, uh, or not interactive, but 3D VR movies. Um, also, uh, Robert Yang did a really good piece on sort of the sort of three pillars of what's holding up VR right now and nobody really knows what to do with VR and that's part of the problem. Um, And you see this with, uh, and basically his, his proposal, not proposal, but his, his thoughts are the three pillars of VR are um, the people making the hardware um, that really want to sell their platform and make all the money, but really don't know what to do with their hardware yet. They just say, we've did it. We made VR. It's time for everyone to buy our software. See also, you know, Facebook, Facebook, Oculus isn't making a ton of games. They're just making hardware and expecting The people will come now that we've built it. Um, There's the games people who are obsessed with solving locomotion and really want to figure out how to make movement work, and they're also the people who have the most experience in real-time rendering technologies, Um, but they don't really know how to make meaningful content because without locomotion it's hard for gamers and game, game developers to bring their expertise to bear on VR. And then there's filmmakers and the like, and you see this with like All those, all of the different promotional uh, materials for things that are now showing up in VR. I know 24, when it came back to TV, had a big VR interactive experience where you can be inside of a some sort of strike that is supposed to be like a prologue. Uh, Alien Covenant had a VR prologue uh, that came out. Um, You're seeing lots and lots of directors and. Yeah, Alien Covenant had a VR uh, little thing that was Oculus only, and it was non-interactive, but it was basically a VR movie where you were the alien neomorph that bursts off out the back of that guy. Um, Uh, Like, it was was actual, like, film
1: camera stuff, or was it, like...
0: I think it was a mix of both. Was it VR video, or was it
1: 3D rendered? Because VR video has, like, a whole other set of problems with it.
0: It's Oculus only, so I haven't messed with it, so I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just know that it existed. And, and my point is really that, like, to, to, to Glitch's point, there are a lot of filmmakers interested in making 3D VR movies. And there's a lot of game makers interested in making 3D VR games. But no one has really sort of brought the two together yet. And I think that's what you're looking for. And I think that would be really exciting. But... Th- one is more interested in telling a story and having a structure and not letting the player fuck things up, and one the other is more interested in saying, well, we can't do anything without locomotion, we can't do anything without letting the player walk around, and we're obsessed with solving that problem. And until you have one of those yeah. two people, and until you have them come together and go, well, what if we have it more on rails, but also give you interactivity in, in terms of dialogue choices or something, you're not going to get that cool David Cage stuff.
2: What game do you think would be if, like, if you actually had a team to work on it and, and adapt it? What game do you think would be good on VR? Because I'm, I'm thinking about VR and how it works. I would think like Life is Strange would be a really cool VR game, uh, <laughs> if um, if you could like find a way to make it more on rails. And I can, I think you could do like a, a Life is Strange type game on rails, and people wouldn't even really notice. Like, how much of Life is Strange was really like you doing stuff. I remember it for the story it was telling, not for the, like, puzzles that I solved, of which I can only remember, like, one.
0: Yeah. This is why I'm hopeful for the, uh, for the game being developed by the, uh, Until Dawn guys, because that's basically, I think, what they're trying to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm also really interested in, like, like, Star Trek bridge crew sidesteps all the locomotion problems by, like, hey, it's a bridge! You don't even need a room scale thing for it, you're sitting down the whole time. That, that uh, it word. would be really I mean,
0: cool if we had other people to play that with. <laughs> that, that, that What makes that really cool is it. I think it solves that problem I brought up earlier of needing to be about a space, but not being about yeah. moving through that space. Because like everyone wants to be on the bridge of the Enterprise, but you don't have to yeah. walk around the entire Enterprise. It's not about walking around at Deck 4. Who gives a crap about Deck 4? Pod 6 is jerks. Um, all you need to worry about is is being on the bridge. And if you can believe you're on the bridge, that's enough. And that's really cool although it's the old 1950s 60s bridge and i wish it was tng Well, they they've
1: got the like the abrams movie verse bridge and then they've got
0: the 1960s bridge yeah but there's no tng the only bridge that matters yeah, is the tng bridge yeah i know bridge. i know right they like over what the is this TNG like fucking bridge? right exactly what is this
1: bullshit of like why why are you all about the original series timeline again come on
2: I mean, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but uh, if you're going to be, like, sitting on a bridge, what which of the two series sat on the bridge more? Uh, the original or TNG? Because I remember a lot of original episodes going down to the funky-ass alien planets with the weird reptile men.
1: And by funky-ass alien planets, you mean, like, 20 miles outside of LA in California
2: or <laughs> yeah, a soundstage with foam rocks? <laughs> those foam rocks
0: anyway i guess but uh do we have anything else to say on vr
2: no i think that that nails home our thoughts on vr yeah
0: foam rocks give me foam rocks in vr so before we move on to news does anyone have anything exciting to say about the steam sale that that what going on till next week
1: the only stuff I've bought... I bought one game... or No, no, actually, you bought the game for me, Glitch. So I haven't bought any
2: games get, on the Steam get sale. Yourself, the only stuff I bought... Get yourself Dominia. Dominia. Get yourself that. Domina. It's like five... The, it's $5, five dollars. It's Domina. It's five dollars on Steam. At least it was uh, last time I checked. It is worth five dollars. It's really worth more like ten, but it's on sale right now.
1: It's a Gladiator game. Uh, the only stuff I bought in the Steam sale is, like, DLC for Paradox Strategy Games. (laughs) Wow. Uh, and I recently started up a new campaign in Europa Universalis 4, so, I've actually been playing a bunch of that. Um, I've been on this campaign for probably 15 hours, and I'm at, like, I'm the game starts in the year 1445 and i'm on the year 1595 so um and the game goes until 1820 so like a while they're long wow you guys just not having any fun on the steam sale huh I, I mean, like, I have most of this stuff. I'm going to, like, go through and look at stuff. Uh, there's a couple other games that I've been like, I've had on my wish list for a while that I've been planning to pick up on a sale, so now's a good time. But, like, I haven't done any of it right now. Um,
0: I picked up Turok. The original Turok. The original Turok. The original Turok.
1: Quite the timely time to be picking up Turok. <laughs> The dinosaur from hunter. 1997. It
2: that's has... not the game we were talking about the other night, was it, Josh?
1: No, no, no. Okay.
2: No, no. the other one. Did we talk about that
0: on that the podcast? Was, um,
1: no, we did not. Uh, oh, that would have been a fun. Discussion. Are you talking
0: about the VR dinosaur game? No, there's, a, the there's, a, there's the ancient one from the 90s. A dinosaur. There, there was like a at our the
1: schools. No, um, that we nanosaur, I think it was like a um, nanosaur originally made for the Mac, uh, and it was about, um, in the far-flung future, um, cloned, uh, like, like genetically engineered, um, velociraptors have taken over the earth after all the humans died out, uh and they need to go back in time to the uh, Cretaceous extinction event to get dinosaur DNA to help like continue to propagate their species. So you're so, a my question velociraptor is... trying to get eggs uh, on a timer, and you have like rocket launchers and
2: a jet pack. <laughs> my question is, is that on the steam sale? No. no. Well, hey, you, uh... I don't care now.
1: They ported the sequel to that to like the iPhone.
0: The only other thing I picked up were a couple of VR games in an effort to get me to play VR again, not to bring VR back up. But I did pick up the Rick and Morty game. Um, oh, it's uh, disappointingly Rick and Morty are not the focus so much as standard VR tricks, which is kind of sad. Right. Like it's it's like nobody's figured out how to do anything with VR. God damn it, I, we're, we're right back at VR. But um, nobody's figured out how to do anything. I swear to God, I'll make Man, this Man, this is
2: what I've been saying all podcasts. For all those <laughs> podcasts, this one podcast. They need to have really get on the roll. I can't believe nobody's come up with something. I've been talking about it for this whole podcast. Come up with something, people.
0: I'm just saying, like... It is a room-scale VR game where you switch between different... Um... Uh stations in order to do things for rick because rick is a jerk and you're a clone of morty and he wants you to just do morty things and it's basically um a job simulator but a little bit more funny because it's punched up by rick and morty stuff um and justin roiland yelling at you is always amusing but it's still like Dig through a cabinet to find the what's it that you need to open the thing, and and it's just it's it's basic pop uh, puzzle problem solving, and I don't know I was I was hoping for something a little bit more off the wall, but
1: yeah, that's yeah. what I saw from it. And since I haven't seen Rick and Morty, because I'm a pleb, like you you, you, you no
2: would like I will say that two thousand. Like
0: I don't want to pressure you into it, but it is I think your style of humor. You would like the the I, nihilism. I want to pressure him into it. Well, I just think Josh would like it. So I'm not going to pressure him into watching it. I'm just going to say it's like your I, brand of nihilism meets a little bit of heart, but mostly nihilism. And I think you would dig that. I agree,
2: but but let me give I you an insight into Josh nihilism. as a person. Because Josh, he, this may have alluded to you all. I don't know if you picked up on this. Uh, from how many years have you been doing this, Josh? Two, three, four, seven? Uh, seven and a half. Seven years. Uh, Josh is actually not fun at all uh he hasn't ever watched it crowd he won't watch better call Saul. he's never seen a miyazaki film which i'm gonna fix here after this podcast maybe so behind the curve him? um you know i'm not really sure which one i want to show him
0: first i've got most Just of them. don't show him how's moving castle because that one sucks how's moving castle the, the only one anyone ever knows what no you're thinking princess mononoke
2: Wait, really? You think that more people know Princess Mononoke than Howl's Moving Castle? Or wait, I, I I'm would thinking assume so. uh, Spirited Away thinking? is what I was thinking of. My oh, bad.
1: no, Spirited Away is
0: good, too. I was thinking too. Spirited Away. Spirited Away we is good. to watch Dragon Ball? I, just, I don't know if that's what I want to show him first. Yeah, it might be a little... Uh, Princess Mononoke is pretty much the, the sort of entry-level Miyazaki. I mean, I I've
1: seen other anime films. I'm
2: not, like, some anime <laughs>
0: outsider.
2: Josh. Josh, you've never seen a
0: Miyazaki film.
2: You're I have an never seen a curate. I've never
0: seen a okay. either. Okay, okay. Why is a in the TV section? I have seen Ghost of, in the uh, Shell, though. Ghost in the Shell, I mean, the original or the Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, the vehicle? original
1: film. <laughs> okay, oh yeah, good. the Scarlett no, jo- I I Scarlet Johansson version. I have not version. seen that film. No. uh... I've seen all the ghosts in the moment. shell except, like, the last episode of Arise and, like, the Scarlett
2: Johansson Boo. stuff, so... Boo! Arise! I could go on about that. Not like that one.
0: Not at all. Alright, speaking of complaining about things Japanese companies have done, um, let's talk about <laughs> Nintendo and their uh, announcement of the, nice the SNES <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, I, 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 I want bring one.
1: The th- I, I bring I'm never I want gonna one too. get
0: one. I am also never going to get one and that is incredibly I'm frustrating. Just,
1: I should really just get a Raspberry Pi and set it up as an emulator. I
0: I don't know. I want one, but I I I I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm struggling to put my thoughts into words here because I want one and also I completely don't need one. I bought half of these games on the Wii and I bought like one or two of them on the Wii U and I'm sick of buying these damn games over and over again and the prospect of trying to like fight holiday shoppers with a shotgun just to be able to purchase the one of the three that my local Walmart, Walmart's going to get in stock, because Nintendo doesn't give a shit about actually meeting customer demands, and just wants to manufacture a short-run thing every damn time. Like, I still can't find another pair of Joy-Cons to, buy, to play with my stupid Switch, and I've had that thing for a month, and the system's been out for like four months. I can't find controllers Pecamster. for it. What? A campster. What? St-
1: Star Fox two is on it. But the the ROM the game for game never has been even out came forever. out. The ROM for that. Uh, the has the been ROM out is like ninety percent complete, but it's missing some stuff as I understand it. Star
2: but like it's an Star old Fox like leaked 64, huh? version.
1: Star Fox sixty four is literally a remake of Star Fox. Star Fox yeah, two had like the... a bunch of like cool, crazy stuff going on.
2: I don't know, the Star Fox franchise definitely fell off the tracks there after Star Fox 64 for me. So That's because the Fox next Star Fox okay.
1: game they did was a game that was not originally intended to be Star Fox at all.
0: That worked for Mario. That sounds like a great up idea. after showing up E3
1: as something else, uh, like huh. the Nintendo execs got on the phone and said, Hey, do you want to turn this into a Star Fox game? So it was like this fantasy third-person combat that was Star Fox branded.
0: I I just... I, I will never use this thing, right? Like, I, I don't like playing... Especially because uh, the, one of the main problems with the stupid thing is that the controller cord is four feet long or three feet long, so even if I Apparently plug this thing into my TV... Apparently these ones are going to be
1: about like five or six.
0: That, that might help a little, little bit. Still but. still... Pretty short, but even even then, I'm I'm plugging it into a my like the whole point of buying this thing is to plug it into my downstairs living room TV, right? Because otherwise, I ha- yeah. I can just play it on my Wii, up up in my bedroom. Like the whole point is to have a, a small contained box that I could plug into my living room TV and pretend it's 1997 again, or I guess earlier than that, 1994 again. 1987. Um, well, the games had well, to come guess out, the, so it would have been. The NES been... was still yeah. The point being, um, I I can't imagine sitting in front of my TV with a three-foot cable tied to a tiny little box playing games I already purchased elsewhere, and despite all of that, I still want this damn thing, and I know I won't be able to get it, and that bugs the crap out of me.
1: I at least have the excuse of not having invested heavily in the virtual console, and thus not owning most
0: of these games multiple times. It is a pretty killer list of games, though.
1: Yeah, really. It's it's better than the NES ones,
0: you know. You mean the NES ones? Uh,
1: it's it's better than the NES Classics lineup, is what I'm saying. Uh, even though there's fewer of them, which is interesting, because it's not like there's memory constraints going on here.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, like, so many of these games are... The, the problem is the, the quality of every one of them is really good. Like, I can, I'm i looking at this list now... Yeah. There's like three games on here where I'm like, eh, I don't need that. Like if I had to cut any games, Final Fantasy three, maybe Kirby's dream course, maybe. And Castlevania four, maybe. But even then like Castlevania four has an amazing soundtrack and, and Kirby's dream course is still a classic. Even if I don't really care for Kirby golf. Um, but the rest of it is just pure gold, and I just, I don't know. It frustrates me that they don't make these things more easily available. Like, I, 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 I don't mind not having a tiny plastic SNES to pretend like I own an well, old retro item. Well, I mean, the thing item. is, like,
1: they've, they've, they've said they're, like, aware of the problems with the other one, and they're going to try to fix it, but then they also kind of, like like, said, like, well, we're not... Like, right now, we're only planning to do it for, like, this year... It's a
0: limited run, which means um, they're making one set, of yeah. one manufacturer run, and then they're going to stop, which means they might make more than they did last time, and I don't know how many they right. made last time, like but... Right, if they, time, they but... scale it up. Right, but if they made, yeah. made 200,000 last time, or 500,000, and sold completely out of the 500,000 NES classics, and this time they go with 1 million, but then stop yeah, you're going to satisfy twice as many people, but what if 5 million won it and 1 million people get it? Like, yeah. Especially because you're making it this really affordable plug-and-play thing that has huge appeal to not just people playing games now, but nostalgia. You know, People who haven't played games in 20 years would look at this and go, oh my god, I love Mario Kart on the SNES when I was 10. I don't know. It, 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 it bugs the crap out of me, and it wouldn't bug me so much if I had access to these games more easily on... Nintendo's current console, if the Switch had any sort of virtual console at all, let alone, like, one that let me keep my purchases from previous consoles. Basically, what I'm getting at is Nintendo is not a very good company, and they make very, very anti-consumer choices all the time, and I really... I I, I know I'm not Captain Rah-Rah consumer rights, but it frustrates me that more people are angry that, like... Gearbox made aliens not look as pretty, and that's a controversy. Or Watch Dogs when it released had a graphical downgrade and that's a controversy. But like Nintendo routinely making like terrible anti-consumer choices is like, oh well, it's Nintendo, they're Japanese, what are you gonna do? It's cool. And and that just yeah. irritates the crap out of me. But anyway. I, I think it's just become like the elephant in the room because
2: everyone's so used to Nintendo pulling this kind of stuff that like what are you gonna do? It's Nintendo. I just don't. There's no solution there. I don't
0: know what and what to I do about that. that. But then why is EA? I at mean, the other top than Trump not buying like their products. Evil? Like, I, well, I guess what bugs me is the double standard, right? Like, you be again. Watchdogs difference... downgrade is evil, or Sega is evil, and Gearbox is evil. EA is evil, but but Nintendo. Well, they're they're frustrating, think... but they're my buddy. I think well, it's... I think the difference is that that
2: nintendo doesn't it doesn't like like nintendo not having enough in stock is just frustrating right but they're not tricking you they're not like making you pay for a bunch of dlc that maybe is good or probably isn't or like like with their season pass nonsense so like i i can see why ea and activision and stuff get that sort of flack uh whereas nintendo is just like yeah, it's Nintendo! They, they're they like the old man that doesn't get what's going on anymore, because all they're doing is republishing the same five characters over and over again, and they don't know how sales work.
1: I think another element is that like Nintendo has almost become... Niche within the gaming community at this point. Like there are lots of people who never play Nintendo games and never touch Nintendo consoles. You know, lots more people play Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs and get upset about it than they do. A, like than, than the necessarily like touch most of Nintendo's games or even deal with Nintendo as a company very much. Um, like they've they kind of own the handheld market for what that's worth at this point. But like. That's about it for Nintendo. Like, you know, they have home consoles. Their last home console did absolute crap for very good reasons. Um, Their home console before that sold, like, hotcakes, but that was mostly because of, like, the the appeal of motion controls and how weird that was at the time, and it sold to a bunch of people who weren't gamers, and they bought, like, two games, and that was it. I, I feel like there's some element of, like, people who are there for Nintendo are, like... There for the long haul, and there's an element of like being willing to forgive some of Nintendo's bullshit because they've had to put up with it for a really long time, versus like stuff with like Ubisoft. Well, you know, that like the stuff that Ubisoft is doing, the stuff like like the gaffes that Ubisoft are doing are like problems that are pervasive throughout the entire uh, video game community at large. Um, and and like Ubisoft just happens to be a, a very particular example of it.
0: Those are those are all I think fair points. I don't know. I just I want this thing, and I know that I can't have it, and it bothers me that the only reason I can't have it is Nintendo is intentionally not making enough stock so that no matter what yeah. they will sell through and make a profit. Like that's that's why this is done, right? They will order one run from a product from their right. hardware manufacturer, and they know they can sell that amount. They will sell that amount, pocket the change, and move on. It's not meant to be an ongoing product. It's not yeah. meant to be a thing that you can buy. So, I don't know, that bugs me. But, I'm weird. I don't think it shouldn't bug you.
1: I just think, like, there there is that element of, like, Nintendo is a thing that you have to opt into. I have yeah, the it would bug me, too, if I was it. at all interested. I, yeah. I have
0: a weird love-hate relationship with Nintendo at this point. I, I adore their games, and I just cannot stand them as a company at this point. But yeah <laughs>
1: yeah um oh, i'm right there with you
0: and i say this as someone who's been playing the crap out of his switch all day i've been playing zelda all day and i, I love that game but <laughs> man they are a bad company um so let's let's talk about something none of us really know anything about and make wild speculation about let's talk about how the han solo Yay. movies falling apart Woo. um yeah in so case the, you didn't the hear, the two
1: directors left yeah. or were fired
0: We're fired. It's, it's, well, the, the statement is they were, they split over amicable differences and creative differences, but they they were let go from the project. It's pretty clear that the creative differences were the studio said, do a thing and they said no. And, and that was, that was eventually that. We don't know what that thing was. Uh, We can maybe infer based on their previous films that it was probably, they were going for a tone that the establishment at, at Lucasfilm didn't like. Namely, probably a little bit more comedic and tongue-in-cheek. Um, yeah. Do we have any strong opinions, Glitch? Glitch doesn't care about Star I, Wars. I, uh,
2: I may have... Madison may have been talking to me. I may have missed the Star <laughs> Wars movie. Damn it, Glitch. The, there's the a, there there's a sex scene on The of the Solo film... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know about this. Um, You know, I will say, um, because it was like, what, Lord and Miller, right? I'll say um, I was interested to see what they would bring to the table because they're kind of a weird choice for Star Wars. Um, And I love the way that Disney has been taking people who aren't necessarily the biggest people ever uh, and, like, putting them in new roles. And, like, even with the new films, uh, having, like, uh, uh why can't I remember her name? Um, I can't remember either of their names now. I'm blanking on both Finn and Ray's actor and actress. Um, Daisy, but, uh, Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley, yeah. and, Daisy Ridley uh, John, Boyega. John Boyega, and John Boyega. Yeah. yeah, I remember those two. Those just came to me out of nowhere. I don't know where they came from. But uh, uh yeah, like I like that those people are new. Um, and bringing on it's it's Rob Lowe, right? Something like that.
0: Rob oh, what's Lowe? His name?
2: No, I'm, it's not I'm, Rob Lowe. I'm terrible at names. What? It's, it's Ron not Howard. Rob Lowe. But he, it's it's Ron Howard, the guy who does the... He was a uh, producer for Arrested Development and also the voice he for the He was um, He was also Opie, but it just seems like a weird choice to me. So I'll be interested to see. He seems to me like, because uh, it's so far into production, he seems to me just like the guy they needed to get it done. And now that they've got him in there, he's just going to do what he needs to do. And I think that would I mean, be good for the film at this point. You know,
0: he he is a noted director. He's done stuff other than Arrested Development. It's just Arrested Development. He was yeah, like but he directed. But his
2: list of movies are not things I would ever watch. Really,
0: he's done a lot of uh, mostly dramas with Tom Hanks and and yeah. Russell Crowe, I guess. But he did The Grinch. That's kind of a comedic movie. The the one with uh. Yes, that one.
2: Why am I so bad at names? Jim Carrey. At least I figured that one out. Um, I didn't know he did that movie. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table. I mean, with Rogue One's like late reshoots, this is starting to become a weird trend. Uh, with these yeah, not, I was going to bring that not up. Just, not main title um, Star Wars movies, but still Star Wars movies, are kind of like like, having a really hard time getting off the ground. They're not having a a good, like, Marvel run where they, like, find their Joss Whedon right away and that's the guy who does things or or whatnot. I mean, Um, hey, Marvel had the Hulk movies... Yeah, but that was before they were going for the cinematic franchise. That's true, that
1: yeah. Shooting it is really interesting that they've now had just like Rogue One had a whole bunch of fucking reshoots and like th- like massively changed the script and, and redid the story, I guess, uh, and still didn't turn out in a way that I thought was especially Rogue great. Rogue One sucked. Um, What? I not think it sucked. I wouldn't I call it a it was bad movie, but it wasn't like anywhere near, like, episode 7. Um, no. Uh, and now, think, like, Hans, the Han Solo film's about to shoot in, like, what? Like, a couple months, they, right?
0: It's shooting now. Started... They fired him in the middle of production. Nah. Like oh, They, they were, like, yeah. two-thirds of the way this... through production. They have, they have cast photos on Instagram of everyone in costume on set. Like, the right. scenes yeah. have been this shot. This is,
1: like, crazy. Like, the... I guess it speaks to, like, it's good that, like, maybe Nintendo, or not Nintendo, good lord, uh, the other company that's really <laughs> anal about Nintendo, their IPs, we want Disney, you to make the next um, Star
2: Wars! Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I, I guess it speaks to, like, like, it's good that they're taking it very seriously.
0: Um. My interpretation I, I, of it I, I, is, oh, go ahead, Josh, sorry.
1: Well, I really do wonder what, like, the pre-reshoot Rogue One looked like.
0: I would love to see that film based on everything we saw in the commercials, because it looked like a yeah. much better movie. Anyway, you
1: were
2: saying... Um,
1: I think I actually my... cut off Glitch at some point, too.
0: <laughs> Glitch, you
1: want
2: to go? Not really. Um, yeah, I, I, if we're jumping onto the Rogue One train, really quick as an aside, that movie was... It was all the nostalgia I ever wanted it to be. Like, It made me... Really want to go back play Star Wars Rebellion, which everyone, uh, if they've listened to the last couple ones, know I love that game. But uh, it it had that like very, um, it really captured the theme. They were really focused on ho- hope, which has been a really huge theme throughout the entire Star Wars saga. Um, and and I think they they did a good job. They just did a bad job with uh, Felicity Jones' character, the the the, the well, protagonist. Well, the, all the, the characters was, really. Well sure but like like i can forgive you know the the problems with bays and uh in a way because they're just they're just they're not really meant to be this really fleshed out uh um, you're you're see really i don't
1: remember any of the character names in that film
2: so you're I, naming names and i'm like <laughs> the 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 blind guy and his bodyguard uh, oh the gay couple yeah sure uh i liked them in the film uh i yeah. But um they weren't meant to be a ton of things. Part of the problem you can't remember their names is their names were kinda dumb. Like like it was really hard to catch their names in the film. I had looked them up afterwards, that's why I know them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it felt like they didn't know how to handle the main character at all, and it it definitely felt like the reshoots had a, uh, sort of a problem with that because like midway through the movie, you're like, oh, this is the way this show this movie is gonna go. Oh wait, no, no, they they just cut all that out. Weird. There's
1: definitely a course change right after her. F- f- spoilers oh, for Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, if you yeah, haven't spoilers. fucking seen it yet, um, R- for some reason, yeah, if you right care. After,
2: at- you could you could cut out, you could not say the spoilers and just say um that like facility when they attacked the Right facility. right like, right and after you that I feel
1: like like the original script probably had um, Mr. Dutertagonist uh, as the one who does it rather than a bunch of fucking X-wings.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. And there there to have been another the, bit <laughs> the speech he gives well yep. the... Yeah, there had to have been another bit, though, right? Because like then, when you arrive on um, uh, Yavin Four, suddenly they're, they're best friends, even though they just were in a fight one right. scene ago, yeah. and there yep. was a there it's was a weird. Plot somewhere that got cut. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. I my interpretation of it is. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy and the other powers that be at, uh, not to point not to point the finger squarely at Kathleen Kennedy, but she's the only higher up at Lucasfilm, I know, um, and the other powers that be at Lucasfilm um, are trying to do what Marvel does in terms of trying to keep a certain level of tonal consistency. Um, and yeah. I suspect that's why Rogue One had to go into reshoots because it was basically turning into a pro-terrorism movie, in a certain sense, um, based on what the trailer yeah, kind that. of implies. And uh, uh, I think it's... I think this one was going a little bit too comedic. Like I think it's I think it was cut back for the for the I, opposite I, reason.
1: You know, like fucking Han Solo and and Lando Calrissian doing comedy stuff. I think would be okay though. Like that's
2: the yeah, that's the thing what I was gonna say. I wouldn't mind seeing them depart a little bit from the tone. And even Marvel has some some leeway there. They're not always yeah. totally serious. I mean, you look at Guardians of the Galaxy and then you look at something like Doctor Strange, where Doctor Strange maybe had like like 10 jokes in the entire film, whereas Mar- uh, whereas uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was all over the place. I, I would like them-, them to have more range. I think it's just they're being really cautious because they know they have such an amazing IP and they have a really like uh rabid fan base like we all saw what happened after one two and three and how like much that impacted the franchise and and george lucas himself and and i know we all kind of hate those movies but at the same time it was really um like more net you'll never see people react quite so negatively um to a film maybe in our lifetime again so, uh...
1: I almost kind of
2: want them to bring back
1: George Lucas to do one of these films, because, like, I feel like if he had that safety net of people above him saying, like, no, don't fucking yes. do that, you idiot, like, he That's could go George back Lucas to being a best. decent director. Yep. Um, you know, like, like in, in the first three films, he had people who were on a level that was near equal to him that could, like, rein in his, like, crazy extravagance. Um, yep. And he had, like, budgetary reasons why he had to do certain things a certain way and and managed to, you know, pull something even more interesting out of those. So, you know, like, I, I kind of, like, in the current setting, I wouldn't mind seeing George Lucas do another Star Wars film, um, just so long as he doesn't have complete and utter total, like, creative control.
2: Yeah, I- It would be interesting to see them do something different, at least something a little. I'm really worried about um, episode eight coming out and just being the same formula. Like, like episode seven was episode four.
1: Well, I mean, Abrams isn't directing it, and Abrams has a sort of like that's a kind of an Abrams shtick of taking something like he did that with Star Trek of um as you I know, remember I'm gonna sort look it up. sort of rehashing
2: stuff. I don't I don't know if I love who they have in the director's seat this time or at least maybe I haven't loved his No,
1: no, movies. uh episode eight is um
2: Oh, Ryan Johnson. Oh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's worked on some some movies that uh I've liked Right, I just haven't seen much of his stuff. He hasn't done too much, is the thing. There was a film that was being directed by somebody Rian I Johnson really is hated breaking bad. I wasn't bad happy glitch. about it.
1: Um, really, did what fly did he do? Fifty One on and Ozzy oh, Wow.
0: Um, okay, Ryan Ryan yeah, Johnson, never mind. Gr- I'm all
2: on board for this guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he did
2: Looper. Damn, fly, yeah, Br- fly was one of my favorite episodes.
0: Brick is one of my favorite yeah. movies. I would highly recommend Brick.
2: Um, no the I've actually
0: seen a lot seen of
1: speculation about um Colin Trevorrow oh, but uh didn't they
0: since sorry go ahead did they what didn't they what um didn't they take Ryan Johnson speaking of more more drama behind the scenes didn't they take Ryan Johnson off the writing of the uh of episode 10 Like originally I don't he was know. directing Is there an episode uh, 10? Not 10 not 109 uh he, nine. he was he was originally oh, going to know. direct, um... uh, direct eight, and then pen the script for nine. But I believe uh, they t- took him off the uh, script for for nine, and no one knows why. Uh, and maybe that speaks to further drama. I just to hmm. throw baseless fire on the fu- or fuel on that fire. Um... <laughs> I don't rem- like. I don't. I haven't heard about this. Um... Yeah, I'm looking at an article here. I can link to it. Ryan Johnson. Like they... Uh... they
1: they must, like, they're already almost in pre-production with Episode nine, right? Like, they're finalizing right. stuff for that. Um, I've seen a lot of, like, speculation about um, Colin Trevorrow, like, with his fucking terrible magnum opus that is, like, uh, the Book of Henry, like, how bad that film was. Like, I've seen speculation, of, like, are they gonna axe him real quick now before, like, that film starts into... Wait. ...starts filming.
0: That's where they draw the line and not Jurassic World? Not not the flaming I... car wreck that was Jurassic Wait. World?
2: Wait a second. I don't know. Who,
0: how, who, what? What is he working he, on? This
2: guy? He's the guy who's directing
1: not... episode nine. Um, no!
2: Yeah. No. I don't like any of his work. Uh, yeah, I guess I mean, safety like... is not guaranteed. It isn't bad...
1: Yeah, I mean, that's where he kind of, like, made his name. And then he did Jurassic World, and it wasn't very good. And then he did the Book of Henry, and it really wasn't very good. I mean,
0: in fairness, Jurassic World made a buttload of money, even though it was a giant garbage fire. Yeah.
1: But... I wonder if the Book of Henry made that much money. Probably not.
2: I didn't see Book of Henry, Henry on his list. Oh, it's showing him as... Okay, there it is.
1: Um, Dan Olsen did a, a very good... Uh, Post mortem video where he just talked to the camera about this this movie for um, thirty minutes. Uh, it sounds really bad. We should we should almost maybe go watch it, glitch because I kind of want to see this train wreck. What
2: the book of Henry?
1: Yeah, it's it should still be in theaters right now. It came out um, just
2: like half a month ago. I don't recognize any of these people in this film.
1: Sarah Silverman.
2: Oh, there she is. I do recognize Sarah Silverman. But, uh... Yeah, I, I don't know if I love him for... For Nine, but I think that, that... Like... Like... Sure, Disney's been super touchy, but hey, at least that's gotten rid of... Like, that that will also weed out bad people, hopefully. And, and, and Lord and Miller were a... Wild choice to put on a Star Wars film. Interesting, for sure, but I'm not sure if if that was the greatest decision ever. So... I, I don't necessarily mind that they're off the film. I would have liked to have seen what they could have done with it. To summarize. Yeah. Are you all ready for the mail band?
0: Yeah, I think we've we've dug our grave with the Star Wars stuff. Let's just move on. Um, yeah, probably.
2: Uh, Josh, we you gave read you these? guys plenty to disagree with us on. So
1: I can read them if you want. You want? Are do you want me to pick them or do you want? You um,
0: you I am handing the show reins over to you.
1: We got like 20 minutes. Let's get some good ones here.
2: Uh I I know which one I want. What which one do you want? Do you want me to just go for it? Yeah, go ahead. All right, let me butcher this person's name. Do we, we read the full name up here? That that good or um, Oh wait, there's No, a... no,
1: no. Do the do the you know, the from part. Uh in this case,
2: this is, is there no from on you know, here? I guess not. No, oh, I guess there's no from on here. Just, Sorry, just, uh, this is from FC. Read... Well, we'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, heyo, spoilers. Who would play you in a movie spot adaptation? I think I, I nailed that. Of spoiler warning. So who would who would play you if if spoiler warning the show was a movie? And that brings up an interesting question: is Is this, like, what kind of movie is spoiler warning the movie? Is it, it, it like, like, spoiler warning cast meets up in real life and there's drama? Or is this just, like, a a Mystery Science Theater uh, 2000 situation where literally the movie takes place in our bedrooms or wherever you all record and it's just, like, hanging out?
1: I think, like, regardless of what kind of film it is, uh, I can answer for Rutskarn and say that uh, Nicolas Cage would play Rutskarn. (laughs) I could actually kind of see that a little bit. Just because Nicolas Cage is his favorite actor
0: for some reason. (laughs) Oh man! Um, I think I would be played by Peter Jackson, but Zach Peter Jackson in the in the middle of a production, not like skinny Peter Jackson, fat guy Peter Jackson. You get fat guy <laughs> Peter Jackson, and and you're you're pretty good. That's that's about what what it would take. Do, do we have to pick from actors? I mean, Peter Jackson's a director. Okay,
2: I'm gonna He's say I want to be played.
0: Though.
2: I want to be played by Griffin McElroy from My Brother, My Brother and Me, <laughs> just because I, I want to see know what that I want to see what Griffin McElroy would do with my character. I, I want to see what that's he would that's do.
1: cheating. You can't pick a more popular version of yourself.
2: Oh, damn it! He would be the perfect cast. Uh hmm. Fine, Felicity Jones me. then. Allison Bree Amy Amy Adams For me I look
1: kind of like a younger but still pudgy Steven Seagal so obviously <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the washed out action
2: hero <laughs> You know, I've been told that I look like Hic- Hiccup from uh, How to Train Your Dragon. So, like, I want it to be a film where it's like it's all it's Peter Jackson and whatever you said, Josh, whoever, whatever his name was, uh, and and then Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon, like CGI'd in.
1: <laughs> that's that's the Groot for our group.
2: Yeah, but I'm just really confused. He's just really confused because he's like, acting? Uh, What are you on about? How did I get here? This is all... What is... Is is your ceiling on fire? What is that? And you're like, no, it's just a light. Just go with it, Uh, Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. And then you keep saying Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. I have a last name, and what is this How to Train Your Dragon? Uh, I trained dragons back home. How did you get me here? Can you imagine the hijinks? It would be great.
0: Okay, I've got a list. Oh, Shia LaBeouf oh, is Josh.
2: <laughs> okay, I, I like it. Okay, Seth I Rogan is see me. That, unfortunately. Well, well, wait. Step back a second. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Young Shia LaBeouf is Josh, or now Shia LaBeouf.
0: Now Shia LaBeouf.
2: Yeah. Good. He's got the ponytail already. So. so yeah. Uh,
0: Seth Rogen, or or the other guy that looks like Seth Rogen, is me. I don't care. Um. <laughs> Jonah Hill. One whatever. of those people. Um. We
2: got. A, got- Nick Cage. Still is Rutskarn.
0: The guy right. who plays Sheldon on The Big Bang Theory is Glitch. and am <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> Okay. And Chris Hemsworth as, as Rutskarn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a great have you, movie. Have
2: you ever seen Rutskarn?
0: He's uh, t- a <laughs> that's, that's the you beauty can... of that casting.
2: Chris Hemsworth could fit five Rutskarns inside of him. Just like as far as like like two for his arms, two for his legs, and one for his torso. That's that's the makeup of of the breakdown of Chris Hemsworth's two Rutskarens right there. I like it. Alright, uh who's gonna direct? We don't even know what kind of film it is. I you, I don't you know. wanna have uh, That's not you, really you wanna a have question. like a J. J. Abrams? We yes. want to have no, JJ, JJ Abrams Abrams. up in here? We want to do uh, we're not, we're uh, we're we're a mystery do box a... twisty thing. Oh, you don't want to do a mystery box? What no. is spoiler warning? M. Night Shyamalan. I want it to be M. Night Shyamalan, where every single scene is alluding to something, some twist, but none ever comes. <laughs> That's the perfect spoiler warning experience. So uh, whoever you are watching um, who knows uh, Mr. Shyamalama, uh, and can get in contact with Zach um, Galifianakis or Saffron or somebody for Chris, uh, Chris Hemsworth, um, the, Sheldon, the guy who plays Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, and I always forget Josh's. Who did we decide on I'm for Josh? Jai oh Labeouf. yeah, Shia LaBeouf. If you can get in contact with all those people, contact us, and we'll make this happen.
0: All right, Josh. Next question. That was brutal.
2: Great.
1: Uh, Let's see here. Um... Dear Spodcasters, what do you guys think of the new Xbox? Also, do you guys have unfiltered wheat bear, spelled B-E-A-R, over there across the pond? Cheers, Adrian.
2: (laughs) I just want to say, I don't know what kind of bears you have, in your uh, in your country, but you need to get your bears checked out if they're made out of wheat.
1: Yeah, and... really. Like that doesn't seem like a, a healthy bear. It's like uh, some are kind of they... si- sickly, like shaved I mean, dog-looking bear. In all seriousness, but are they a
2: good source of food?
0: I mean, we we have unfiltered beer. We have like half and, and other boozes. Um, I don't know if they're as good as what you would find in Europe, but we have unfiltered wheat beers. You know, your Blue Moons is sort of your Budweiser version of wheat beer.
2: Yeah. I think the real question is, if you feed wheat beer to a wheat bear, is the wheat bear a cannibal? This needs to be established. Somebody needs to find out.
0: If you feed wheat wheat beer to a wheat bear, the wheat bear becomes a weak bear.
2: (laughs) That was a sentence. I I commend you for getting through that one. That was, I could not, I could not do that. (laughs)
0: Um, uh. as far as the Xbox goes, um...
2: Oh, right, he asked an actual question. <laughs>
0: uh, I think we've said our piece on this a bit before, but, um... I think Josh like and I are kind of in agreement. Like, some stuff has
1: come out about it since E3. Like, in the aftermath of E3, we've learned some more about it. So, like, there is maybe more to talk about, but, like, yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, like, uh... The big concern is where are the games going to be coming from because microsoft doesn't do exclusives for the console and it's a super yeah. expensive high-end thing and if you're going to go super expensive high-end why not just get a pc which is where microsoft is also porting their games because they went the windows live marketplace to compete with steam so who, who is this for remains the big question but as far as a piece it of hardware it seems it's to fine.
2: Me like a company that is big and doesn't talk to each other. Like, their different branches don't talk to each other. Because you got this piece of equipment that, like you said, said. it's pretty much just, like, a a mini computer that plays games. But if you're going to go for, like, hey, I want a thing that could really play games and has a lot of games on it, why not just go for a PC? Especially with the way that controllers are, like, easily connectable and usable for games on your PC. You can do that easily now. I
1: think something it's else that's movie. interesting about the Xbox One X, aside from its horrible name, is um, like apparently a number of the games being showed off on the show floor, like people were able to analyze like on a pixel level, and like a lot of them were using checkerboard rendering techniques rather than going all the way 4K. Um,
0: oh my God! Someone's so, gonna make that a T-shirt now.
1: So, it, like, it is still kind of in the PS4 Pro vein of, like, it does 4K, but a lot of the time the 4K is not native 4K. It's upscaled using very clever rendering techniques, um, which I think makes its price more problematic. Like, 500 bucks is... that's a lot for a console in this day and age... It's also the most expensive console on the market and like it's powerful, more powerful than any other console in the market, but is that
0: power enough? Also So I don't know. But it's not just the power question, right? Because like, yeah, there's right. the power, but again, where are the games coming from? And that that that's my hang up. Yeah. Like if they had some exclusives of any meaningful kind, I would consider it. But they're held well, on that compatibility. Is like,
1: the exclusives all end up on the Windows Store. Like, that right. That press conference did not at all sell me on the Xbox One X. It sold me on the Windows Store as a thing I maybe should check out. You know, all those Xbox One exclusives are presumably going to the Windows Store, so why would I bother? And I realize there are, there are people who are not in that sort of situation where they have a PC that can run pretty much everything that will ever run on an Xbox One X, but, like... I'm in that position, and I think, like, a lot of people who do listen to this show are in that position. So, for people like you and me, like, why do we want to even bother with an Xbox at this point? And again, like, that's the weird thing. Like, they didn't really address that overlap at all in the press conference in a way that I was expecting. I I honestly went in there thinking, like, you know, there's a good chance they're going to announce that this thing is, like, basically just a Windows PC, with a somewhat locked-down architecture that runs Xbox games, um, and, that like, they're gonna merge those two ecosystems, and they, like, they're kind of doing that, but they're doing that in a way that almost seems like they're not really paying attention or understanding the implications of what they're doing, which is weird. Yep.
2: We have time for one more? we got, like,
1: five minutes. Yeah, we got time for one more. Did you have one in mind? Sounded like you... Uh,
2: I did? I did. Cool. Did Chris pick one yet, though? I don't want to steal it from Chris.
0: I don't care. Chris handed over the reins to us. Okay,
2: I'm, I'm going into it. Hey! Fuck you, Chris! Now it's even more Spodcast! Now it's Spodcast X! That's the first line. I just really wanted to read that uh <laughs> what, what are your favorite game reviewers i don't know many at the moment and i'd like to graduate from steam's youtube comment style reviews yummy chicken blue For your question yummy chicken blue um
0: thoughts i'll let josh go first
1: um i mean like i like the giant bomb
2: guys Giant Bomb guys.
0: Josh are good. They, they really don't... likes the Giant
2: Bomb guys. I would like, I, don't... I would be willing to wager 50% of his messages to me are Giant Bomb videos.
1: Yeah, they are. Like I don't read reviews like the like if we're talking about like traditional style like game reviews either in video format or or text format. Like I don't pay attention to those that much. Um You know, most of my reviews are more like critiques, along the lines of what Chris does, Um, and Mm -hmm. those are the kinds of things that I. uh, There's this guy on YouTube called Camster, and he does some pretty cool game reviews. You should check out his his website and channel. He sucks.
2: But the real question is: This guy you're talking about, this guy who makes videos, who would play him if there was a movie about his life? That's a good question. uh somebody should ask that uh send in your your asks to the the email where you ask questions um click on Josh's face uh (laughs) god damn it i'm i'm in the same vein as you josh i don't really i I do read steam reviews when i'm really like closing in on a purchase and i want to make sure that oh there's a lot of people who hate this game maybe i probably won't like it either but um i think the thing that gets me most interested in games and what what gives the most exposure to them even more than like looking at steam sales and stuff is actually seeing people play them and so i watch a lot of uh channels that have like gameplay um in them so i had a list and it's gone i don't know where my brain put it (laughs) i i like funhouse but they're not for everyone they can be a little extreme with their content um sometimes so they play some some fun games um Fuck, I had a list. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, Kriken, um, uh, Soviet Womble, uh, just people who play games. do anything anymore? I don't know, but I wanted to give him a plug because his videos were really cool. uh,
1: I was a big Kriken fan like five years ago, but he kind of stopped doing videos for a while because he went to college. Not...
2: Not people who do like like big long form videos either. Like uh, right. like like that, uh, what's that dumb show on YouTube? Spoiler warning. Not those either. Yeah, um, I'm fuck talking those about like guys. people who just do <laughs> short short little clips. But hey, uh, you know I heard those spoiler warning people have tw- these things called 20 minutes with or a quick look. Uh, you know, if you wanted to type that in your little YouTube search box, check it out. We have some good episodes back then. But, uh, yeah, that's the kind of content I consume. I don't really watch reviewers other than zero punctuation, but that's zero of that is for the reviews, and 100% of that is for the snarky Australian British humor. Chris, do you have any reviewers that you pay attention to? Uh,
0: I This is a weird question for me, because... Like as somebody who follows a ton of games journalists and writers, I would be remiss if I left any out, and so I feel like if I just list if I listed the ones that came to my head off the top of my head, I'm going to be leaving out a bunch of people that follow me. Um, uh, so Chris, Chris loves is- everybody. Hey. Well, no. Your advice like... is to go
2: through fo- first follow you on Twitter, and then go through all your followers and click on all of them and see if they write reviews. That's his advice, that,
0: right? That is actually really good advice. But um, generally speaking, <laughs> to, to save you that trouble, um, I don't I don't really read a lot of reviews. I don't do a ton of uh, of like game reviewy stuff. Um, like Josh, I mostly read critiques and I mostly, like, if I want to know, like, does this game suck, I'll I'll do the shitty people thing that I know I shouldn't do and, like, go look up Metacritic or, or whatever. Oh, good, and see- I was
1: gonna admit to that and feel bad, yeah. but now you've done it, so... like. Metacritic? I, Gross.
0: No, it's, it's, Metacritic is awful. Metacritic is awful, and it's a pox on the industry, but like, if I'm like, well, what is the overall tone of reviews on this? Yeah, I can it's get also a score.
1: unfortunately kind of useful for getting a general idea of what people think <laughs> about the
0: game. Right, and I, I don't, I'm not one of those, I don't care Which about just the maybe like, overall why it's Metacritic so insidious. score. Well, part of the problem is, like, the people focus too much on the Metacritic score, and I don't give a shit about the Metacritic yeah. score, I just like I like scrolling down the list of all the scores and being like, "Oh, it's it seems to be really divided between 100s and 40s, and that's interesting because it's a uh, yeah know, hotly reading di- like the game. sound
1: bites from the different reviews, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So that's what I do if I want to like know does this game just straight up like w- is it just a bad game or good game? What what is the sort of reviewer consensus? Um, but mostly what I read and, and watch on YouTube is is critiques and stuff, and I don't want to start naming names because I'll leave people out and I then I'll feel bad. Um, so yeah, I'll just I'll leave it at that. We got time for one more. So, final question, dear podcasters, do you plan
1: on watching the solar eclipse on the 21st of August?
2: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I do plan on watching the solar eclipse on the 21st of August. I plan on watching it from my home. As uh, Washington State is going to be one of the best places to watch it. For fucking once. Every a- astronomical little thing. It's like, oh, a cool meteor shower? Not in Washington. Fuck you. Well, fuck you, astronomy. I get to watch something for once. You're welcome. That's that's how I feel about
1: thank- that. Thank you for that outburst glitch.
2: I was going to do it if you a- asked the question or not. I knew it was there and I was going to answer it. So,
1: um, I didn't know there was a solar eclipse. Maybe.
0: I'm gonna be at work, <laughs> so no.
1: And that is about all of the Spodcasts that we have time for this Spodcast. week. I think the spotcast still a
2: spotcast. Spodcast next. Yep. Spodcast forever.
1: The Spodcast UX. The new spoiler warning. Spodcast UX L S. Yes. The Goodbye, yes everybody. part of the title. Bye! Bye.